Sick by Shiana. Medical disclaimer. The advice that I'm sharing is based on my experience as a licensed massage therapist and an active participant in alternative healing practices. The advice is for educational and informational purposes only. While it may be useful to some, be smart about it. Talk to a healthcare provider before trying out some of these practices. I just want you to know that you do have options when it comes to healing. Welcome to Who You Call Holistic. I'm your host, Shiana, and I have a guest with me today, Grace Weller. Welcome, Grace. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, Grace is an astrologer here in Columbia, South Carolina. I haven't had an astrologer on here yet. Um, I don't, I'm definitely not an astrologer. I know my place. Um, I like to consider myself a guide. So I can I can share a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but I'm I'm definitely not. I have a good understanding. I've taken like an astrology 101 course, so I have you know a, a good understanding. But when it comes to conjunct and trine and and square, I don't I don't know some of those yet. I think that's a whole nother. I'm not there yet. So how long have you been practicing astrology? Um. So I, I really started when I was maybe like a preteen is when I started being interested in it. Um, for a business, I didn't really start um, using it in a business since maybe 2020, 2019. 2020 is when I really started taking it seriously. Um, but I've pretty much been studying it, you know, since I was a preteen. And I'm 35. I'll be 36 in June. So okay. it's been a yes, long time. You're a Gemini. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And I have Gemini's Gemini's. Um, I feel like they're, they might be one of the most hated in the Zodiac sometimes when I hear people discuss Gemini things. Yeah, it's true. That Why Scorpio. That is? Um, I, yes, I think that um, both Scorpio and Gemini are kind of misunderstood. And um, like Gemini's have a rap of being like, superficial and mean and two-faced and I don't really I don't see myself as any of those things but I guess we like to talk a lot and maybe that's why like I think that I have to like verbally process things to understand them like sometimes I have to speak them aloud and I think that can get you in trouble um so it's sort of like the every sign has a negative part and you have to sort of work on yourself to get through that. And so I had to learn, like, maybe you can't process verbally with everyone. Like, and maybe you should only process verbally about certain things with certain people, you know, things like that. Right. Right. Um, one of the things that, um, I get often, or I get asked often is people want to learn this information about their, their natal charts and stuff. But I say, okay, well, if you have your birth time, like I can tell you all kinds of things about your life. Um, what is the importance of the, of the birth time? Like, why do people have to have a birth time? Like, what does that s- signify in pulling up a birth chart? Yeah. So you can get a lot of information without the birth time, but the birth time makes it most accurate. And that is because the birth chart is kind of a 
snapshot of where all the planets were on their journey around the sun from the moment that you took your first breath. And the most important thing that your birth time does is it sets up your ascendant or your rising sign. So that is based on what was on the eastern horizon when you took your first breath, and it, it creates your house placements. And that is really important if you're trying to see like what's going on currently like in the cosmos, how it might affect you, what area of life. Also, I think it just gives a lot of depth to your chart um, as well, because you might not have a planet in every house, but you always have a sign in every house. And so that helps you understand yourself on a, a whole nother level. So if you don't know your birth time, you can still ascertain some information that's important, but you might not get the biggest picture that you can that you could possibly get. You can get your you can at least get your moon sign from that, right? Without your birth time? Generally, unless um, you know, the moon eventually will change signs. So like it if it's a weird situation where like you're born on the day that the moon switches signs, that might, the time might affect it. But a lot of, a lot of times people know if they were born in the morning or night and that helps, but yeah. Gotcha. So you were talking about houses a minute ago. What exactly are the houses? What, what do houses mean in a natal chart? So the houses are, um, of course, they're not like physical things. It's your house system is essentially like imaginary lines in the sky. So a zodiac chart is a circle. And so every circle, I use the whole house method, which means that every sun is in um, a whole house. So every pie piece is 30 degrees. And astrologers all have like their opinions. There's a, a lot of different house systems. Um, a lot of the popular websites use Placidus method, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's kind of like religion. I kind of think that like everybody's saying the same thing, but in a different, slightly different way, kind of. Right. It's kind of like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I like the whole house method because it, it, it really does mean that every single house placement has a sign associated with it. Like I said, it just gives you more information about yourself. But um, those areas of life are, um, there's 12 of them. They each represent something. Your first house is your ascendant or your house of self. Your second house is the house of value. Third is the house of communication. So every single house has a different um, area of life associated with it. So if you have a planet um, in that house, then it is going to energize it with those traits. So uh, for instance, if you are a, um, if your moon is in the 10th house, for instance, the 10th house is the house of career and reputation. And the moon is your emotions and like what comforts and nurtures you. You might find that you find a lot of emotional um, attachment to your workplace and the work that you do. And your feeling of what other people think about you might be really important to you emotionally. So it can just give you sort of an idea of where um, you might experience, um, like what areas of life you might experience that planet. Yeah, I have, I know personally, I have a stellium in the sixth house. I do too, actually, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, of course. Um, So that's being of service. Yeah, yeah. Being of service and also health too. So that's, yeah, yeah, really cool. 
and I have a podcast on health and bringing awareness on different alternative methods. Yeah, so. you, you're very aligned. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's taken some time. I will tell you that. Um, and I could even speak on, you know, I'm. I wish I knew more about astrology. Of course, when I was a little younger, like for instance, when I went through my Saturn return. Um, yeah. So could you tell us what, what that is? Cause yeah. I went through it and, and I know there's some people out there that are going through their Saturn return and they don't realize that they're going through it. Right. Yes. Saturn return. It, it generally happens when you're around 28. Um, and it usually lasts around three years. So 28 to 30 is, is approximately, approximately how long it lasts. Essentially, um, what it means is Saturn is the planet of restic- restriction, limitation, fear. And it takes about 28 years to completely go through all the signs of the zodiac. So if you're born with, um, you know, Saturn in uh, Aquarius, when it gets back to Aquarius, that would be when you're having your Saturn return. So basically your Saturn return is a period of time when you're really rethinking all of your life choices. You're trying to figure out if your life is going in the right direction. And a lot of people do that sort of unconsciously. They don't know that they're going through their Saturn return, like, like you're saying, but that's really difficult to look yourself in the eye and also to sort of think about the ways that you've been conditioned to believe that you should live your life, which we all are, you know, we're all programmed in some way and think like, maybe this isn't what I want to be doing, you know, or maybe what I thought all along was true, isn't true. So that's sort of what it's about. You have one in your late twenties, you have one again in your fifties, and that is Which what would we make sense why people have that midlife crisis. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then if you're lucky, <laughs> you'll have it again in your eighties. Hopefully in your eighties, you're okay. like really happy with the way things have gone. And you're like, I would hope so. <laughs> you're like, this is a breeze, but I yeah, can, I kind of find so. that the people that really are in alignment at like, or, or figure out alignment during this time don't have a very rough midlife crisis because they're, you know, on the right path. So they're not, Right. You know, worried as much. So, right. They already corrected it with that first one, hopefully. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully. Or at least got realigned to a path more for them. Right. And so you can look at your birth chart to see what house Saturn was in. And that might be an area of life where you struggle and, or maybe that just will be coming into focus during that time. Right. Okay. So I know now that, you know, astrology is becoming or has been more mainstream as of lately, you know, a lot of people like to talk about their top three, you know, what's your big three or what's your top three? Um, For me, for instance, I know you and I both have the same rising sign. I'm Capricorn sun, Cancer rising and a Leo moon, which I always think is an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um, What do those three traits like? What can you tell about somebody with those three traits? Yeah. So your son is like your true authentic self. It's almost like um, your gift. So we're not always born knowing our gifts. So a lot of times children are more like their rising sign than their sun sign as they grow older and they get more comfortable in themselves and they uncover their gifts, then they become more like their sun sign. So your rising sign is like your first instinct. Also, it's kind of like 
other people's first impression of you. It is a part of who you are, but it might be other people's first impression as well. And then the moon is your emotional self, like what comforts and nurtures you. Um, it's sort of like that mother energy and you know, all the other placements are really important as well. But those three are sort of like the core to your personality. And that's why they're called the big three. If you were to add like a big, like if you were to add one more to have a big four, what would your other favorite placement be in the mix of that? Um, you have one that you're like, oh, I just want to see what they have in this at everybody's chart. Well, I guess I'm married, so I don't really worry about Venus too much. But in my career, I care about people's Mars. That's people's motivation. Um, and so I think a lot about that when I'm hiring people. <laughs> um, I have because a question it, about it helps that as well, them. which is hilarious. Yeah. Go ahead, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to, I'm a manager, so I, I manage people. So I like to know what motivates them so that I can help them um, because I want everybody that I work with to be successful. Um, Mercury is another one that's really important. That's communication style. And then Venus is, if you're, you know, looking you know, for love, Venus is a good one because that's how people um, act in relationships, how they experience love, what they value and spend money on too. My question, which is hilarious that you brought it up, of course, was, but I, I guess I have my answer. Do you think it's okay to check birth charts before hiring people? Like, do you think that might be a, a thing later that people either add in there in their uh, hiring process? Or do you think some people are going to be against that? Like, how do you weigh in on that? So um, I definitely try to look at people's, like I try to find out what their birthday is. So at least I know their sun sign. And I, and I wouldn't not hire someone because of their birth chart, but it just makes me understand them better. I think. Um, so I feel like I would not hire somebody if there were certain placements. I'd be like, no, that's, that's just not going to work. You've got too much Libra. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know why, but for women, there's like not a sign. I don't like, I love all the signs. If you're a woman for mm. men, for men, mm. there's some signs that I'm like, I don't really want to be around you. But for women, I'm like, I love you all. You're great. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, relatable, relatable. Again, as we discussed that Gemini Scorpio bad reputation situation. Yeah. It's usually yeah. the men that I hear about that are the worst of those signs. It's not the women. <laughs> so that I makes sense. That. Yeah. And speaking of Gemini, we have this month coming up what some people are, are terrified of. Other people just roll with the punches, but Mercury in retrograde. And I talk about Mercury in retrograde um, on here sometimes and on social media. And I remind people... <laughs> It's about travel technology and communication, but what else can you tell us about this particular Mercury in retrograde coming up? Yeah, so it's um, stationing in Gemini, so that is like the planet of communication, or the um, sign of communication as well, right? Yeah, so it's kind of like a (laughs) double whammy, but um, it is, um, it's nothing to be afraid of, right? So like, there's nothing to worry about, Um, I think planning and awareness is like what, what I like about astrology. It's like you're, you're aware of the energies at play and then you can prepare for it. And right. all retrograde periods, no matter what planet, they're really meant to slow you down, um, which I kind of think is important in our life because I know I oftentimes forget what day it is because that's just mm-hmm. the way our, you know, that's the way our life is. We're 
running through it. We're working, you know, I have a, a child and a husband. I'm always, I feel always sort of like scatterbrained. And this mm-hmm. is a time where really the universe is saying, you need to slow down. You need to reflect. You need to rest. And you don't need to be doing, doing, doing. You need to be figuring your shit out. And that way, when, you know, Mercury stations direct, now you can take action. So it's nothing to be afraid of. And you can look at your own birth chart to see uh, what house it is going to be in. So like mine's in my 12th house, the house of introspection and spirituality. So that is... (laughs) um, you know, always kind of a difficult placement. I think 12th and 8th house house, um, transits to me are the most difficult. And um, so I might, you know, be a little emotional this time. It's May 10th to I think June 2nd um, is when it, and then there's a shadow period, they say, like, where you feel a little bit of effects, um, but it's, June 3rd, June 3rd. Um, But yeah, it's nothing to be afraid of. I would just like be careful if you're traveling. Like I'm an astrologer who booked a trip to Disney in the middle of Mercury retrograde um, for my family. And so I'm just going to be like roll with the punches. You know, (laughs) there might be uh, bad traffic and things might not go as planned. And I'm just going to be okay with it because, you know, it's Mercury retrograde. What can you do? (laughs) I um I just posted um or I saw on Twitter somebody was discussing that Tom Brady's wife Giselle uh is an astrologer as well and how she has like helped him with his career career um based off of his chart and given him information and stuff. What other information do people come to you about like what what other information can you tell in a birth chart that is like, you know, not I don't want to say they're in dire need to know it, but, you know, whether it's career or love, like what, what are people's main concerns coming to you usually? Yeah. So I would say that people come to me generally for three reasons. The first being they feel lost and they want to like energize their purpose almost. So I can go through their birth chart and help them, um, see things about themselves that they probably already know, but sometimes you kind of have to hear it from somebody else in order for you to believe it. So it's almost like, I feel like I can, I'm their cheerleader, you know, Mm -hmm. which I feel like I'm very good at that. Like I'm very good at like helping people see the beautiful sides of themselves that they often overlook. Um, So that's one way. And, And a lot of times people will come to me because they'll say, like, I'm in a career and I hate it. I'm really unhappy, but I literally have no idea um, what I need to do. Uh, and, and in that case, it might be that they're in the wrong field. It might be that they're in the wrong work environment, not even the wrong field, but, um, you can ascertain some pretty interesting information from a chart. Like if people work well in groups or if they are better off by themselves, you know? Um, and then, sometimes it's because they want to understand other people in their lives. So like you said, um, a relationship, they want to understand their spouse better, or they want to understand their children better. They want to understand how they can parent them more individually based on their astrological chart or, um, couples will come to me and I can do synastry readings, which is essentially like where you place, um, 
a chart on top of a chart and you see what houses the planets are in. Mm -hmm. And that can sort of help you understand the energy you're bringing to the relationship. And that's always really fun because again, you're seeing how you complement each other, like what you bring to each other and how you make each other better. And I love that, that sort of thing. And honestly, I've, I mean, I've never really had one where I've been like, you know, (laughs) y'all shouldn't be together because I don't really believe in like compatibility in that way. I think you choose your heart. Being in a relationship is difficult. It doesn't matter how you slice it. Like you're with another human. They're not you. (laughs) So you choose what you want to put up with. But those are the three main things people come to me for. Okay. Um, What do you think? Uh, is maybe the most common misconception about astrology? I definitely have a lot of people coming to me in my DMs and they're usually going through something really rough. Like they're going through a hard breakup or like someone that they have, someone they love died or they got passed over on a promotion work, something that's really difficult to them. And they want me to like predict what's going to happen. And I don't really buy into that because I really believe in free will. Like I think that you can understand the energies right that are at play that can help you make some decisions, but I can't tell you when you're going to find the love of your life. I can't tell you, you know, exactly what job you should take. Um, I wish I could. I really do, but I just don't think, I mean, I'm sure there are some astrologers that say that they can do that. I just don't feel like I'm one of those people. I think that I'm more of like, Here's the energies at play. How can we be aware of it so that we can make the best decisions for ourselves? And also, how can we learn about ourselves in a way that that um, we can play our strengths, you know, and um, and also see where we might have, you know, bad parts of ourselves. We all do like have those negative shadow traits and work on them so that we can be a better person. And that's wh- how I use astrology. The U.S., has had its Pluto return this year. Um, yes, yes. And that happened in February. And I kind of went over that on one of my episodes on here. Could you tell us more about what that means for what's to come, like going forward in politics this year, especially with some of right. the coming forward these days? Yeah, I know. It's, it's very disheartening. Um, so Pluto is it's almost like the planet of like destruction and, but also kind of rebirth as well. So Pluto is so far away from the earth that um, us as individuals, unless they find like an elixir of life, we'll never really experience a Pluto return. Like we will a Saturn return, Mm -hmm. but everything has a birth chart. A country has a birth chart. A business has a birth chart. And, um, our country is going through its Pluto return, which basically means from, you know, the day that it was born, you know, it, it is now returned to that spot. And uh, the only other country that has experienced this so so far was France. And that's when the French revolution happened. Um, And so that's sort of like the energy at play is that it is destructive. It's like, we're, all coming to grips with all of the fucked up things that are happening in our country, all of the horrible injustices that happen. And at collectively we're pretty fed up with it. Right. Um, and so that's kind of, it's like a reckoning almost. So it, it can be scary, but also it's almost like 
I think of it kind of like the tower card in tarot. So, you know, the tower is looming above us and it is, you know, oppressive and it is going to fall. Mm -hmm. And when it falls, it's hard, right? Because it's change. And, but then when the dust settles, then we all can decide how we want to rebuild that tower so that it's not this oppressive, awful thing. And so that's kind of my hope. I try to try, I have a lot of Sagittarius in my chart. So I'm always like trying to look at the positives. Um, But yeah, I I hope that like a bunch we have very similar charts. We have, here. we have a, I know we really do. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, so how but long yeah, does I think that last kind of then, I think. the Pluto return? Um, so Pluto stays in a sign a really long time. Okay. So things aren't going to change like tomorrow. Exactly. No. Okay. Got it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to take a while. Okay, <laughs> it's not going to be it. overnight or anything. Okay. All right. Understood. So we got some time in this, in this reckoning that's happening. Yes. Okay. All right. So everybody hold your horse, hold your horses, (laughs) apparently. Um, And I mentioned, I felt currently like, I don't want to use a reckoning in, in my life. I don't want to use that word. That seems a little daunting, but there's been a mix in my life of very like, Lots and lots of luck, but then also like, what what the fuck is going on? Um, and because you actually did a chart reading for me uh, back in December, and I currently have through March of 2023, my Saturn and my Aquarius activating my eighth house of transformation and Saturn return. Um, so that is like the fuckery that's taking place in my life right now that like isn't isn't great. But then there's like this this great luck and prosperity happening that seems to counteract it. So like, I'm, I'm okay with it, uh, which is my Jupiter and Aries and my 10th house is coming up in June. So, but also just, there was other things happening this year that Jupiter was doing things for me. So what does that mean for me coming in June? Like my Jupiter and Aries in my 10th house, like, am I going to have a better year than I've had so far? Yeah, so Jupiter is the planet of expansion and luck and abundance. I love it. It's, it's also like associated with Sagittarius. So I feel like a lot of people that have Sagittarius placements feel really like connected to Jupiter. But um so Jupiter expands everything it touches. So for you, when Jupiter moves into Aries, it is expanding your 10th house. Um and so that is the house of your career and reputation. So you should I know that's so exciting, right? So um, I've been, I also, like you said, we have the same rising sign. So this is also affecting my 10th house and I am really excited about it. So this should bring about opportunities and shifts in a positive light for you um, when it comes to your career. And I know that um, you were talking about Saturn being in your eighth house and you know, that that is like sort of a difficult placement, which it is. Um, but the good thing about that placement is that you are essentially going through a period right now where you're going through a personal transformation. And I mean, I don't know you very well, but we've known each other, you know, a few months now. I really think that you are just going to have like an amazing 
into your Saturn return because like you're doing all the things. I feel like you're a very aligned person. You have very good energy. You are just very positive and like inspiring. So I think you're going to be good. Like I'm not really worried about your Saturn return. I think you're very aligned. It's not, it's not that I was worried about it. It's, but I'm glad I've had like the, the balance of the, the luck that's been happening with it because it's made it look, it's made me look at the the fuckery like, come on, like what is this is pretend like it just seems made. Yeah. Up. It's, it's like I know I often say that this is all a simulation, but it has felt even more simulation because it feels like a video game. Like I've already I've already gotten to, you know, the castle. I've already beat this next, you know bad guy or whatever like so why do you keep giving me the same one like I've done this again and I've learned my lesson stop doing this Mm -hmm. I've I've passed it this time I promise I passed that's how this feels currently so I'm looking forward to June with um yeah some some more alignment in my life yeah so it'll be um it'll have like a dip into Aries and then it will go back into Pisces um and then so it'll be in Pisces from October 28th to December 20th. And then it will go back into Aries for a while. So, okay. And what for else is happening this year through Pisces? Because I remember you mentioning when, when I came to the, you for this reading that Pisces was going through something this year that was one of your favorite placements. So that is the Jupiter in Pisces, which is, for, it's for the most of the year, but not all of the year. Um, so it has been in Pisces and then it will go into Aries and then it will come back into Pisces for October 28th to December 20th. But we actually have had a lot of planets in Pisces. So there was a stellum. Venus is now in Aries. So it moved out of Pisces, but that happened Monday. Yesterday is Monday. Yes. Yesterday is Monday. It happened yesterday. So um, Mars Venus, Jupiter and Neptune were all in Pisces. So we had like a stellum of Pisces energy and Pisces energy. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you super intuitive and um, also compassionate and just caring. So um, emotional, those are all the kind of core traits of a Pisces. And so we were having a stellum of that. So it was kind of a big, you know, overall energy of Pisces. But um, as things shift into Aries, the, the stellum will go away, but it's, I think it's been a good, you know, good energy. See, I was wondering, like, I kept seeing even a very close friend of mine reached out and she was like, she was going through it. And I saw a lot of other healers that were like, oh my gosh, this, like, this eclipse was, was the Royal Rumble and like, what on earth? And I was like, I, I mean, I feel okay. Like I (laughs) I was doing okay. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know that I want to question that, but like, I don't want to think is something else going to be looming coming for me next or like am I good right now like I'm good right like what why was everybody else we do have one more eclipse so we had the eclipse this past weekend and there's another one on the 16th of May and that's a lunar eclipse Mm -hmm. and I was telling Scorpio eclipses are the time that you know like it brings up the secrets like the darkness comes to the light um yeah is there anything else that people can prepare for with an eclipse So eclipses to me are about purging. It's almost like, you know, a retrograde period in a sense. You're purging things that are no longer serving you. 
So it's about like looking at your life and yourself and thinking, you know, what is holding me back from achieving what I want to achieve? What is, am I on my, do I feel aligned? And and if I'm not feeling aligned, what can I do to shift that? And that's sort of what eclipse season is all about. I'm prepared this time around anyway. Um, So I know, like I mentioned, I've taken an astrology class, but even that was very intense and very detailed. And I took, I got a lot out of it, but like, I think I would have to study again and again and again. Like I'd have to revisit everything I already learned in that one class and then take additional classes. Uh, What advice do you have for somebody who actually does want to learn astrology? Um, You can take classes. Uh, There's plenty of different, you know, organizations that have classes you can take. You can also just read a lot. There's a lot of good books out there that can help you. Um, Practicing, I think, makes all the difference. Uh, So pull up your own chart, interpreting. And also astrology is, is about interpretation, too. So I like to tell people, like, if you don't like me as an astrologer, then there's another astrologer out there for you because I interpret things my own way and other astrologers interpret it differently sometimes, it, it, you know, because it is interpretation. So um, I think you should trust your instincts and trust your own gut feelings about things. Learn about the houses, learn about the signs and the planets and the energies they bring, and then try to draw your own conclusions. Um, and, a lot of times the the hard part, like the math, you can buy software that does the math. Like no astrologer does things by hand anymore. <laughs> like you, we all use software, it, you know, it would take too long. So if you're really interested in it, you can, you know, get the software and play with it and, and learn that way. Gotcha. I'm a very tactile learner. I need to like do the thing mm-hmm. to learn it. So same, same. I'm sure that's some such placement that we both have. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the question that I like to ask all of my guests always, what is your medicine? I think that my medicine is my lunar practice. So I'm very intentional about um, the new and the full moon. And I have, I do a moon circle, but really I did it for myself. And then I started inviting people to it because I, I, as a cancer rising, I feel very Same. Uh, in tune with the moon. And I think that it offers us, especially women, a lot of guidance that a lot of people have forgotten about. And it definitely makes me feel aligned to have that intentional time to let go of the things that are holding me back at the full moon and then manifest the things I want and really allow myself to dream and envision and be present during the new moon. And I would, I would say that's my main form of medicine. It's the only, I'm a Gemini. I'm all over the place. It's the only time where I'm, I consistently journal. I want to be a journaler, but I, I am so consistent at the new and the full and I'm sporadic any other time. So it really allows me that time to reflect. Yeah, I'm, I want to be one of those journalers. Like, I want to do it so, so bad. And I tell people all the time to write that shit down. And I do, I do write shit down, too. Like, I, I'm not going to do as I say, not as I do. But I don't write shit down every day. 
Like I don't. Yeah. But I, I do. want to do that, but right. I don't. <laughs> I do, right. But I do write things down at the new moon. So like, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I am working with that energy. And I tell people, you yeah. don't have to wait until the moons either. You know, if there's something that you mm-hmm. want in your life, you can write it down. Um, but I, I just feel like it just amplifies the intention when you do it at the new moon. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And I also um, started working with an app, Stardust, that also syncs your cycles I did too. with the moon. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, Christina told me about that, Christina Lore. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of that. And I've talked about that app on here before. So I know some people have said that they've downloaded it and enjoy it. Um, I it yeah, fan. it's really cool. I think I'm currently a pink witch, which is like about transformation. I don't know what I- I, I might be too. So, but I thought it was I'm, fascinating that that I didn't even realize up until just a few years ago that our cycles could align with the new and full moons. Like I that I feel like yeah. that's something that should be taught in school. I know. Yes, I'm also a pink witch. I just looked. I was like, I think I am too. Yes, <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, Where can the people find you if they are looking for your services? Uh, On Instagram, I'm just Grace Weller. And then I also have a website. It's gracewellerastrology.com. But if you're ever curious about the different offerings, just DM me. I'll do like a free call to try to see if I'm a good fit for you, etc. And then I also do... The Moon Circle is at Femmax in Columbia. So if you're local, I'd love to see you there. Yes. Yeah. And what takes place at the Moon Circles? So for the uh, full moon, we have a bonfire. We write down things that are no longer serving us. And if you feel comfortable, you can read them aloud and we burn it in the fire. I go over the astrology. We do some journaling. And then I do one-on-one tarot readings with everybody who comes. And then for, and we also do a crystal exchange at the, um, full moon. And then at the new moon, we do a manifesting ritual. So same format, uh, but instead of the release, we do the manifesting. Gotcha. I just recently had, it was a new moon meditation in the park. So those, that's my, Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I'm going to have them again. So you're, you're welcome to come to another one in the future. Yes. That would be awesome. Yes. It was a good time. It is a good time. And a little Reiki sprinkled in a little Reiki meditation with the moon stuff. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So look out for yeah, those, that sounds awesome. the other listeners that haven't made we it We should yet. do something together. I'm, I'm here for it. We can do yes, that. Yes, I would love that. Yes, let's do it. It's done. That'll be very fun. It's done. I'm here for it. Okay. Well, Me thank too. you so much for coming on here thank today. Thank you. I'm very excited, and I'm looking forward to June for the both of us. Yes, me too. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens for you. Yeah. We'll have to reconvene. Right, yes, we will. Thanks again to Grace for coming through with the astrology info. Um, but it did get me thinking. You remember when they told us girls go to college to get more knowledge and boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider? They left out the bit that many of those boys would be in political offices. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. Anyway, that's all. Catch you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 